Thank you, Pastor Eric. This is our second time here. It's good to be back. How many of you were there uh, heard us the last time you were here? Amen. Okay, so almost everybody was here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we come back, we see action in this place, and we see movement. You move from one place to another place, a bigger place. So things are happening. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We're moving. Like, like Moses and the Israelites were moving along the desert and we're getting to better places and, and God is doing mighty things among us. And wasn't that worship good this morning? Yeah. It's good to be in a place where we abandon ourselves to the Lord, right? Yeah. Amen. That's what we need. And uh, well, I'm just going to give you a little brief report here. This is our uh, Bible school and we train people for the ministry as well as for everyday living, victorious living, to to blossom and bloom where you have been planted. So it can be in school, in a school, it can be in the workplace, it can be in any type of profession. So we train them both for the ministry to plant churches and also to for church ministry, as well as we believe that ministry is for everybody. It's not just. Uh, uh, you know, uh, restricted to the people who they call pastors and and uh, evangelists and people like that. Everybody does ministry. Amen? Amen. Amen. We all to do the work of the ministry. And so here we train them. So, so they, I'll tell you a few stories later on. Now, uh, am I supposed did to change the, this? Get the arrow to the right. Okay. If you would like, I'll do it for you. Well, I think I'm kind of getting the hang of this now. Okay, this is History Maker. This is a bunch of young people. And we uh, hold uh, training seminars to train young youth leaders and youth pastors to take up leadership in the nation. And so we, uh, the, we have about uh, 200 young people that come together annually to be trained, to be equipped, to be empowered, to make a difference wherever they have, you know, especially in their churches or uh, in the schools or wherever they are, you know, uh, God has put them. And so that's about, uh, so that's history making that has been going on for the last uh, nine years. And in fact, this article, the, an article uh, appeared in the newspaper, the national newspaper of, the, uh, of our country called the Sunday Times. And uh, we were in that article with that, with that picture there at the bottom, you know. Oh, yeah. And uh, so, God, so that was pretty exciting. And this is our church. Uh, we have a ministerial fellowship, and uh, some of these churches we have helped plant and establish. And so we have uh, several churches that right now Melanie and I get to uh, serve and also to uh, oversee. And so when you come, uh, Pastor Eric, there will be a number of churches that you'll be going to with your team. Uh, it will be kind of non-stop, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when you come the next time, you know, there's about eight churches uh, in our fellowship as well as we know have, we have other friends as well. And so you'll be going to these churches and you'll be ministering in these churches and, you know, with the youth and the adults, the children, all kinds of things. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Church, we're going to have to ask uh, Woody and Melanie to forgive us. They, they have now been informed we've been to India twice and not Sri Lanka. And so uh, we, we have a debt that we owe them. We have forgiven them, but. You know. <laughs> the, the, 
And the reason is we had difficulty in forgiving because they came one hour away from us. They had to just fly one hour from Chennai to Colombo and they would be with us. So they flew 24 hours and then, you know, we just thought they could, but we're forgiving them, we're forgiving them. We're getting older, our hearts are getting healed and reconciled. So this is uh, the, the children of our uh, local church, Overcomers Church. And uh, they are from two congregations. We have an English-speaking congregation where the people uh, speak more English and, and like to have a service in English. And uh, then we have the Sinhala-speaking people, which is the, the, uh, the children at, at the bottom. <laughs> and this is our Revolution Youth Service. And Mitchell and Kayla, they are the youth pastors and, and they're actually youth and young adults together. And God is uh, raising up some wonderful young people that are passionate, love God, you know, hate sin, Amen. contemporary, on fire, you know, loving it all. Amen. Isn't Amen. that wonderful? Amen. You dream for many years to see young people charged and you know excited about God. Yes. It, it, it look, the devil said it will never happen, buddy. It will never happen. Uh -huh. But you know, but we kept fighting on, and, and, and so Amen. we have about forty to fifty young people, young adults that are on fire, and uh, and, and the second girl from the bottom, the second girl, she uh, from the left, she's going to come to Christ for the nations in August wow. and study there. So so these young people are charred, they are on fire, they, they love God and, and they are making an impact where they have been planted. These are this is our shepherd's heart children's home. We have about eleven children now in our home. Yes. Amen. <laughs> it's a big home. <laughs> But it's got a family type of atmosphere. Yeah. A family, you know, sometimes you bring a bunch and you know, that you really can't, yeah, I mean, that's good too, I'm not downplaying that. But sometimes if they lack that family atmosphere and, they, and the healing takes a long time to come and yeah. you know, sometimes they're cross-eyed and they're you know, just a num number, you know, for promoting or something like that. Sometimes yeah. we like to promote numbers. But we want to have a family and God bless that we people need need to be touched. Children right. need that. Yeah, yeah. But we wanted more than that. We wanted more than numbers and you know, we wanted people who are healed and restored and these kids, you can see the smiles on their faces and you can see that these kids would have never been able to smile like this when they came. You know, many of them have lost their mothers, died. You know, mothers committed suicide. Some jumped in front of a train. Some took poison and ended up, you know, being found in the jungle. And so these kids were real small, you know, these, most of them were girls, you know, 10 girls and one boy. And so they were like two or three years old, you know, when they found their mother dead. And the dad was on drugs or he was gone, he didn't want to have anything to do with the family. And so, you know, shepherd's heart, that was Melanie's vision. She came down to uh, work with the children's orphanage and then she ended up starting her own orphanage, you know. <laughs> Praise, God. Praise God. And so these kids, uh, you know, if they were not here, the first kid we got to our home, she was like two years old and uh, the relatives didn't want her to be, a, be at the home. So after about two or three months, they took her away. And after four years, when she was six years old, she fell in an unguarded water well and died. 
the first child, you know. You should. Yes, her face is on the little till on a table at the back, so you will see her face. And so it broke our hearts, you know, the little child, sweet little thing, and she was gone from the face of the earth, wiped away you all, you know. And so that that's what happens to the kids who are not protected and cared for. And uh, so these kids are, you know, they would be heavily abused. They would be working as as child slave uh, in child labor, working, you know, for people, abused and grow up to be really, you know, bitter and broken and hurt. But today they are able to pursue their destiny. Amen. 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 Some of them want to be teachers and doctors and pastors and graphic designers, all because Jesus touched their lives Amen. and made them whole. So you know, God is taking that uh, you know rusty you know uh, uh, th that little stone, that rough stone from the earth, and He's polishing it and He's you know putting His touch to it. And then they are beginning to radiate the grace and the glory of God. Amen? Yeah. Amen. So that's Shepherd's Heart Children's Home. And we are getting ready to put a, a second floor on the building to take another 10 to 11 children in. It's exciting yeah. you know, to, to rescue these lives yeah. from, from Buddhism and from Hinduism and, and from uh, reincarnation, the belief in reincarnation, and from hopelessness. And uh, why they commit suicide is because of the belief that if they, life is not do, going well for them, you know, they feel like they'll come again a second time. Yeah. And so life will be better for them. So they are very, you know, quick to take their lives. And, and it's crazy. You might think it's such a, you know, peaceful, harmless little philosophy. <laughs> it is not. It is not the way it is. You know, Dalai Lama may come and tell you it's very peaceful. But his people back in Tibet are committing suicide. Yeah. Oh yeah, they are fooling you. You put them up in your universities and follow his 10 steps and give him a doctorate, you know, like they did in the SMU just a month back. I mean, crazy. You can't, you know, but back home, these people are dying. He can't go back to Tibet. He's a fugitive forever. Where is the power of his philosophy? He's on the run. He can't go back to his own little, uh, you know, uh, nation. And so Jesus is the answer. Amen. 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 Our religions are not going to give us the, these religions are not providing answers. And so we need to know that what we have is the most powerful weapon Amen. on the earth. And it is the answer to everybody's problems. I was a Buddhist. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Praise God that you're here. <laughs> A big handshake, you know. But Jesus changed our lives. And you know, we were confused. We were dying. We were we were lost. Thank God Jesus got a hold of us. Uh, so uh, the next one is Amen. Uh, these are this is a preschool and this is an outreach. This, these are all little kids, about twenty-two of them. We're uh, a preschool and daycare and we are reaching out. This is an outreach and uh, they are not Christian kids. But we pray over them, you know, four of them are kids, pastors, kids, but the rest are, you know, uh, all Buddhist or Hindus. And so we get to, you know, pray over them. We do it very carefully or very, you know, tactfully. We don't uh, use a lot of spiritual terms, you know, we, but, and we anoint the little children when they come in. And so the families are opening up. They know this is a Christian entity. And so we invite them for special events and they come for, they attend. 
and we had a Muslim young girl, the sisters, sister of one of the children, you know, came to the Lord. In fact, the father was so happy, he was a Muslim man, you know, and he said to me, I want you to take uh, my 17 year old daughter and teach her the religion. I, I was, I was like getting un uncomfortable. I couldn't believe this. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll teach her how to work with the preschool. We'll teach her how to work on computers. No, 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 no. I want you to teach her the religion. <laughs> I was trying to kind of downplay it a little bit. And say, no, we'll, we'll make sure she's you know, trained in working with the children and give her some computer knowledge. He says, no, I want you to teach her the religion. And so she's now, you know, attending the, the young people's uh, the revolution youth uh, meetings and, and she's uh, come to know Christ. So, so these are outreaches to reach uh, into the hearts and so they see the difference of how Christians do things and how they run things and, and they feel the freedom and the warmth and the love of Jesus Christ. They don't know but they, you know, but they, they are attracted to that thing, you know. Amen. So praise God for that. And this is our teens, we have also a, a teens group. See, we are from the cradle to the grave ministry yeah. kind of thing. You know? <laughs> we start from the time they're in the womb, you know, from uh, the time they, you know, go to heaven. Basically. Yeah. We have, you know, different types of leaders and, and programs that are geared to, none of them can, can fall, astray, can go astray. They cannot fall off the wagon because it's, you know, from the children's ministry, then we have them go to the teens, Somebody is there to take them on. He's being equipped and trained to, to, to take them through that phase of their life. And then we go on into the, the youth and the young adults. And then of, of course into adulthood. And so we, uh, we, so we have a young pastor there, Julian, and his wife-to-be. That's like 20th of August is their wedding. That's why he's smiling so big. <laughs> yeah, I got my girl. You know, that look on his face. You know? Can you see the look there? Yeah. Uh, she's kind of half mile, but he's like, he's like, I got it, you know. I waited so long and I got the best kind of look. And so these are the young people that he works with and uh, training the 13 to 16 year olds and, and helping them to make that transition, you know, effectively. And then we have, uh, okay, we've gone back to our Bible school, but we don't need to do that anymore. And so we're going to kind of, yeah, we'll keep it there. So good morning, everybody, and uh, it's good to be back at Life Changing Ministries. Amen. Amen. It's good to be back. Uh, Melanie and I have been married 15 years now, and she's given 15 years of her, her life to Sri Lanka. She was there a couple of years before that. So, and she's still very much, you know, passionate about living in Sri Lanka and and serving and raising up. Uh, young uh, men and women for to to serve the Lord, and so why don't we give Melanie also a good round of applause? Grew up in Dallas, Amen. serving in Sri Lanka. Texas prepared her for Sri Lanka. Texas prepared her for Sri Lanka. The heat, but not enough humidity, though. You know, <laughs> and so. Uh, so our nation of Sri Lanka, I don't know how many of you know about it. I was glad to see a little pin on the pastor's map. You know, his, <laughs> Sri Lanka. I said, okay, all right. You know, <laughs> I was glad to see that little, you know, peg there. And so Sri Lanka is an island nation. It is not uh, connected with India. It's about 25 to 30 miles away from India. 
it is uh, it is half the size of Alabama. Alabama is 50,000 50, square miles. Sri Lanka is 25,000 square miles. And we've got 21 million people living on it. And it hasn't still sunk. Amen. It's still, it's still going strong. And, uh, but uh, it is also a... Uh, it's got a 2,500 year history. And uh, it's a beautiful island as well. It's got uh, mountains. It's got the beaches, it's got uh, the beautiful uh, hills where the, the tea is planted and it covers the hills and it's very pretty and uh, it's got the waterfalls so you know it's, it's, you know, it's a beautiful island, you know, it's, it's attractive, it's as good as India, you know. <laughs> and there's 21 million people that are lost, many of them are lost and dying without Christ. Amen. No hint, 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 no hint. <laughs> okay, okay, I think we need to really forgive now. <laughs> and so, uh, but we had a 30 year long war between the Hindus and the Buddhists. Yeah, you might say, I thought they were peaceful. I know, I saw that surprise look on some of your faces. And I'm wondering why you were surprised. Uh, did you buy into the lie? <laughs> is, that, is that because of it? I'm not trying to pick on you, but they're not peaceful people. You know, they are, they, are, they are messing with demons. They are living with demons. How can you be peaceful? And so they, uh, there was a war going on for 30 years. <coughs> and it just ended 09, uh, May of 09. And uh, that was when the terrorist group was finally defeated. And uh, in the after all of that, about over a hundred thousand people died, you know, as a result of the war, and many over five hundred thousand people displaced, and still living in tents, living in, you know, refugee kind of status, you know, and so uh, these these nations are not peaceful. When they get to war, they don't stop, you know. They they when they kill each other, they don't stop killing each other, and so that's you know that's just and they think that's their bad karma. That's why they need to be wiped off. And so that's why they need the peace and the love of Jesus Christ in, to come into their hearts, you know. Yes. And so uh, Buddhism is a very dangerous religion because of the fact that, as I said, many people commit suicide because they think they come back again. They have a second chance. Wow. But that doesn't happen. And, but they believe that lies so much that some people, and we have one of the highest suicide rates in the world. Now why would we, if, if we, are, we have a peaceful religion and a philosophy, why would we be doing things like that to ourselves? Right? Right. right. So, uh, you know, I'm not condemning the religion. I'm saying, you know, it's just they don't know Christ. They don't know peace. Amen? And so, uh, and so another thing about Buddhism is that they believe that uh, we don't need to help the children or people in need because that's their bad karma. They have to go through that period of suffering because if they don't, when they come back in another life, they'll have to go through that again. So that's why they are very skeptical about even Mother Teresa and all the work she is doing in India and around the world. Why? Because, uh, you know, that's their karma. The Hindus and the Buddhists, uh, you know, they shun that kind of activity. They say she, they, she, they, all they're doing is they're delaying their suffering process. They've got to go, to that, go through that suffering and get rid of their bad karma so that they can, you know, progress, you know, along the road of samsara to, to
to nirvana. You know? And so, basically, if you help them, the poor people, they say, that can alter your, your karma. And you can experience the bad karma. You may experience the bad karma that the people who have, the, the, the bad karma of the people you're helping can attach itself to you. And things can get bad for you, that's why you should not, you should just leave them alone. Wow. So you see, that, that that's the intricacy of the philosophy. It's a devil. You know, it's a devil. You know, and so that's why they need Jesus. That's why they need preachers to come. That's why they need the preaching of the gospel. That's why the, that we, we cannot be ashamed of the gospel. And you know, the thing is that these countries have not been able to develop their nations like Christian countries have been able to. They have resources. We have resources. But we still can't get it to click together. We can't get it to function together and develop the way Christian-based countries have been able to. I look at these islands, you know, I was in a little island recently, Bermuda. Little island, 65,000 people. And uh, the majority are Christians. 60 to 80% attend church. And a vast majority are believers. And I see how well they run their little island. It's developed. It's prosperous. It's clean. The roads are kept up well. Uh, they have a good dollar. It's on par with your dollar right now. And I, I'm thinking, why can't Sri Lanka do this? Sri Lanka has more resources than Bermuda. Bermuda is supposed to be the ninth richest country in the world. And so I looked at this map. And I, as, I, as I travel, I watched the effects of Christianity. Its effect on the ground is visible. Amen. People are doing better. People are more uh, prosperous. That's why the Christian entity, the culture, the Christian philosophy is so important. That's what makes, for example, you go down to the Caribbean, Trinidad and Tobago. Tobago. Now one is, uh, both are one country, but one nation, one island is uh, Hindu, mostly Hindu, and the other is non-Hindu. The one that is mostly Hindu is poor, is, is dirty, is run down, and the other one is doing a, a lot better. You see, the Christian influence is visible. It's visible in the nations. And that's why we need Christianity to populate the whole earth. Yeah. Amen? Amen? We need yeah. Christianity to spread. Because not only does it set you free on the inside, but on the outside you can see results as well. And nobody can contest that because it's proven over the years. And so, uh, so we need Sri Lanka uh, to be a Christian nation. Buddhism is a huge majority, 70%. And so Christians are only one and a half percent. You know, you're talking about five to six hundred thousand out of 21 million. Amen? Amen. So Brother Eric, don't stay away this time. <laughs> you never know what God's going to do through your team in Sri Lanka. You know, you could shift something in that nation. Uh, so, Matthew 24, 14 says, that this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the nations as a sign. And then the kingdom and then the end will come. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. This this gospel, this saving, redeeming, healing, eternal life-giving gospel will be preached. Now many people are preaching a different gospel right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All around, even in this nation. 
And you, you've noticed that. I, I thought you would have noticed that one, you know. Uh, but we have to preach this gospel. This old gospel is the good old gospel and it should never be changed. Amen. Amen. No matter Amen. what. Amen. People may say, no matter how politically incorrect it may sound, but we, with the cloaked in love, we need to preach this gospel to the nations because this gospel will set people free, will heal and deliver, will save and baptize and fill and restore us to function in the place where Jesus Christ has wanted us to function. Yeah. Yeah. He, he saved us to fulfill our destiny, that we might fulfill our destiny to establish His kingdom on the earth until He comes. Amen? Amen. And so I grew up as a Buddhist. You know, my family... And, and, and another thing about Buddhism is that they actually put curses on each other. Huh? Literally. You might say, oh, you're talking. You're not... I, I faced it. Hello. Yeah. I faced all of it. <laughs> I bore the brunt of it. And I didn't learn about it from Hollywood or from the universities of America. <laughs> Which gives you a watered-down version. <laughs> doesn't give you the truth right. as usual you know and so at four years old you know, someone was angry with our family the owner of the house and he came and put human ash onto our kitchen floor wow. and at four years old I was standing there and it sent shivers down my back I knew something evil was coming into our house and uh, they attached curses to it and so a week later, we had to leave everything that was in our house and, and leave and never could come back to it. We left every... That those curses are very, very powerful, uh, especially when you don't have the blood of Jesus Christ to protect you. They engage in a lot of witchcraft and that's why those countries are destructive. But they, are, they don't... They morally, they feel that's okay to put curses on each other. Witchcraft is okay in Buddhism. But for us as Christians... We think that's war, that's evil. Right? right. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because Y'all can answer in church. Yeah. Yeah. In Buddhism, it's like, it's okay. They, they, they advertise it. They put photographs in the papers of so-and-so cursing so-and-so. Yeah, it is. But morally, it's, it's really decadent. It's poor. It's not a moral value in no. Sri Lanka. And so, uh, another thing they do practice is homosexuality. Oh. The, the, the monks, the older monks, abuse the young boys that come into the temple. Mm. You see? And so, then they grow up, they do the same thing to the next generation. Mm. Buddha left his uh, family and he gathered a lot of men around him and he became a homosexual in the end, 2500 years ago. Yes, that's the truth. And so, all these things, you know, are very... Uh, uh, you know, you can see the moral condition of a nation that is ruled by that kind of thinking. It, it's destructive. It's decadent. It's hopeless, and it's and it's awful. That's why we need to bring Jesus Christ in. Now I know the church has its problems too, but at least somebody blows a whistle. But in Buddhism, they, nobody blows no whistle for twenty five hundred years. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. church is also has its own problems. Amen. But somebody blows the whistle. Amen? And holds and yeah. calls them uh, to a standard. Yeah. But in Buddhism, there is no one blowing any whistle. Wow. It just continues and perpetuates itself from generation to generation. 
and in a peaceful and all that kind of thing. So we faced this curse, and so we had to leave home. And uh, for many, many years, we just went from temple to temple looking for answers. And we could not get it. And when I was about eight years old, I stumbled into a church. And I remember first as a Buddhist kid walking into the church, and I thought, wow, there's something here in this church. There's something liberating, something, you know, where I feel a freedom in this church. And I, I was looking around like, what is this thing I'm feeling? You know, I don't see any statues here. I don't see anything, uh, any incense burning. But I'm feeling a great peace in this place. That's my first experience of the presence of God. Amen. 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 Yes, that was when I was about 8 years old. And when I was 11, I was in an evangelistic meeting. And that's where I came to know Christ as my Savior and Lord. Yes. Amen. Yes. So, you can, and then your life changes as you come. And, and, and I was hungry for God. I was hungry for His presence, hungry for His Word, you know. And as a little child, I began to just keep, you know, being diligent to get to church and to learn His Word and memorize it. And VBS, I was in all the VBSs that I could find. You know, you're having some VBSs, this, this uh, VBS pretty soon. And so I was hungry as a, as a child who, uh, as a Buddhist, from a Buddhist background, I was hungry for this, this, this truth, this experience, this peace that I found in Jesus Christ. I did not know that peace. I did not know it was torment. It was, it was horrible. It was difficult living in a Buddhist family. But when I came to know Christ, I experienced such freedom and liberty and joy and gladness that I never knew before. Amen. You know, so we got to preach this gospel. Amen. This gospel has to go. Sri Lanka needs the preaching of this gospel. Romans 10, 14 and 15 says, How can they call on the one who they have not heard about? Yes. And how can they hear unless somebody comes and preaches yes. to them? Yes. Right. Amen. Amen. And it Amen. says also how beautiful. And how can they go unless they are sent? Yes. And how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who preach the good news. Oh, Amen. This Amen. is good news, people of God. Yes. And you, you have this, this, this good news, this treasure in earthen vessels. And we got to take this gospel as to to our to our communities, to our homes, and keep the gospel spreading in our cities and in our towns and in the nations of the earth. Because this is the life-giving, life-changing, only gospel, the only powerful seed that can change lives and and save them and deliver them into His marvelous kingdom. Yes. Yes. See, uh, when, when the, uh, we had a war for a long time in our nation and, and people thought if the war ended, their problems also would end. Sure. Right. You know, 30 years of fighting. But when the war ended, the problems didn't end. Yeah. So people were like confused. Yeah. I mean, thought the war, the war was the reason for all our problems. <laughs> we know that there is an ongoing war mm. in the hearts of people. Yeah. Uh, because they're warring against the living God. And he's knocking on the heart's door. And they need to stop warring against him. And they need to come into his marvelous light. Amen. Amen. And so uh, this is a time for us to preach the gospel and say, the war, there's, a, there's another war that's going on. It's been going on. And that war until it's ended, you know, you will not have the peace. You won't have the joy. You won't have uh, the assurance 
of your sins forgiven and of a, of a, a savior who can, who's able to help you and lead you and guide you and so this is the time for us to preach this gospel to people even in sri lanka and the nations they need to hear that uh, you know that, that there is a solution and the government and man is not able to give them the solutions but jesus christ alone amen amen nobody can give them yes buddha cannot give it krishna is not able to give it mohammed cannot give it nobody is able to give it except even the pope is not able to give it jesus christ alone is the answer amen 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 <laughs> And so we have a, a young lady, Pastor Candy, who is our children's pastor, and she uh, she works with uh, the children of our ministry and with the preschool, and she does a lot of things. And she also reached out to a very poor community. And actually, we we fixed this school up, the poorest school in our city. We found the poorest city, uh, the school, and the most rundown school, and we gave it a good paint on the outside. We painted the buildings. we fixed up you know uh, some of the fans and lighting and things like that and so we got into the heart of the school they were so excited that christians would come and do something like that for them when nobody else cared and so the and the principal invited us to you know conduct uh, uh, programs and so we worked with the children from the neighborhood we had about sometimes we'd have 2 300 children gathering together to uh, hear god's word they were buddhist kids and so candy continued to work with about 50 young children every week she has her team going out and every saturday these kids their their parents are either prostitutes or drug peddlers or i mean they're just bad murderers all kinds of you know real derelicts and so uh, but these kids you know they're precious we got to start with a new generation yes. amen if you want to see change we can't just you know the the worst thing we can do is to not do anything about it edmund burke said right yeah, yeah. do nothing about it when you can do something and so uh, she, so she went out i just we just encouraged her to keep going out to these kids and not giving up and so those 50 kids are so are now regularly attending her saturday afternoon sidewalk sunday school wow. amen wow, wow. yes buddhist yeah. kids and, and you know usually we they face we face a lot of pressure from the monks from the temple and and we did face some pressure but i said lie low when they rise up and when they lie low then you just rise up you know <laughs> you know then they kind of flex their muscles and all and you just kind of lie low a little bit <laughs> you just pray just stay away and then when they once again calm down you go back in And so these kids are now starting to follow her like the pipe piper you know <laughs> they're just hungry for they they see the love of god they see someone who uh, is fighting for them yeah. who loves them yeah. and who who genuinely cares for them and genuinely wants to teach them the truth amen yeah. and so these kids uh, you know are coming into his kingdom why because we are preaching this gospel to the kids amen yeah. and so as a result of that you know uh, what the principal said to us of that that school that was run down he said we see that you're doing something for these kids we can't hold their attention for 2 hours like you can <laughs> and we see that you're teaching them some good principles and values can you come and do this every week at the school and this is a good school 
Nobody does things like that. But that changed his heart. He saw that the kids were happy. Something was happening in their lives. He was hearing something good. And the, and the kids were responding. He said, would you come and conduct this? I'll give this uh, school hall for you free of charge. Can you come and conduct something for these children? Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, with God, all things are possible. Yes. Yeah. People, when this gospel is preached and it's co-cloaked and coated in love, it will get through into the hearts of people. Yeah. They will respond. You know, those kids have to face, you know, uh, their parents and neighborhood, you know, challenges. But they go back, and but they're committed. They don't, they don't care about what the neighbors are saying. They want to be, uh, they, they, and, and when they turn to Christ, they, they really become outcasts. Their community treats them like anathema, you know. They don't want to have, they, they just crucify, cru uh, persecute them. They could crucify them. But these kids are standing up. They're standing up. They love it. They're, they just don't care about who's, uh, who's uh, saying what. Uh, they just, just have found something very, very real and they keep going after it. Amen. Amen. Number two, those being equipped must minister. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12 says that the fivefold ministry have, has been given to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. Uh, the work of the gospel or the work of the ministry. Amen. The, so we, so we as pastors and, and evangelists and leaders, we equip the saints, but the saints must do the work of the ministry. So we, as we are equipping you, we also that is the work of the ministry. Amen. We are equipping you, and we are also ministering. Jesus spoke to the masses, but he also took time to equip his disciples to have talks, to answer their questions. To explain things more clearly to them. But he also went out and ministered with them together as a team. Amen. Amen. And so the, as you are being uh, equipped. It is necessary for each one of us to be doing something for the Lord. Amen. We need to be ministering in our place of work or wherever we are planted. We need to be ministering. Why? Because we have received this gospel, the seed of this gospel, and we receive the power of the Holy Spirit to take that seed and make it uh, productive in the hearts of our hearers. Amen. 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 And so, uh, so the saints will do the work of the ministry. So Pastor Eric is not able to do all the work by himself. Yep, that's true. And his precious, wonderful, beautiful wife, as he calls, even she is not able to do all the work. She needs you. All of us Amen. to Amen. unite together and all of us to find our gifts and our abilities and talents and use them to effectively you know, touch lives and to extend God's kingdom. Yes. Amen. 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 We all need to get on board. Yes. Amen. It's, and we all have something to give. We not, may not be perfect, but that doesn't matter. Amen. Right. He's perfect. Amen. Amen. That's all we need. Yeah. Amen. He's perfecting us, and we are a work in progress uh, to become into the into the person that Jesus wants us to be. Amen. And so we got to minister. We got to so a major part of our ministry is to train and equip. That's why now when I'm gone for a month or two, the men that we've trained are able to uh, you know handle the ministry. Amen. They run the work. They look after the children's orphanage. They take care of the church and the churches 
and they uh, minister at the Bible school and the preschool, that school, this school, whatever they have to do. But they are doing the work. Yes. yes. Amen? Amen. Why? Because we train them and then we leave them. Yes. Yes. Sometimes you're going to leave them. Then they have to pull on God all the more. <laughs> you know, just think of Jesus, you know, talking to his disciples. And he said, you will receive power. Amen. When the Holy Ghost comes on you. Yes. And then boom, yes. he's gone up. Yes. I was just looking, we're looking up there. He's leaving us. He's going. Ah! What are we going to do? <laughs> Yesterday as I read that passage, I thought, man, what an eerie feeling. He, he, he just spent 40 days after that awful experience with us. And he didn't even stay with us. See, he came and went. He came and went. He got them kind of, he groomed them, he got them ready for his you know, physical, you know, departure, right. only to send the Holy Spirit. But I was, we were just thinking, wow, that must have been pretty yeah. something, isn't right. it? Yeah. Right. Uh, they fought, and then now suddenly the leader is gone. You know, right. what a feeling. And sometimes I feel that's how it is with the men and women that we work with. Sometimes we leave them, and they got this look like, you're leaving? <laughs> it is for you, your own good that we go. <laughs> Then they, they, they can't come and whine because they have to pay five dollars every time they whine. <laughs> and so they but they are rising up. They're doing their part. They're you know working with their with, with what, what's in their hands. And so they are growing and becoming stronger and dependent on the Holy Spirit all the more. Amen. 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 We all need to have our own fire. Yes. Amen. 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 You know, there was this Chinese, uh, uh, you know, the colder parts of China, when, the, when people come in, uh, you know, for the first three or four Sundays, you know, somebody comes and puts a little fire under their chair, you know. And they, so it's really nice, you know, you sit there and there's a little warmth and all that kind of thing. After the third or fourth, uh, you know, week, no fire appears under the chair. So some of the people ask those ushers, where is the fire? Bring your own fire. <laughs> it's time to bring your own fire. Amen. We're going to bring our own fire yes. along yes. with us and blaze the place yes. for, for kingdom purposes. Amen. 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 Because the gospel is to preach, teach, to heal and to deliver. Amen. We have a young lady and she, her name, she was trained in the Bible school and she's now a school teacher in a Buddhist school. Now this is not the same one I talked about. Now this is a ritzy kind of school, a good school where the rich people that kind of go. There are a few rich people in Sri Lanka too. Okay? <laughs> so these few people go to this school and, uh, and she has a real vision. She was a really a strong intercessor, a prayer warrior. She got her degree and so you know she was getting trained in the Bible school and then she went back to teach in this school. And, uh, you know, every morning she would come early morning at 7 o'clock in the morning, long before anybody had uh, you know, turned up. And she'll take some oil and she'll anoint the, the, her classroom, pray over each of uh, the, the students. Now nobody's there. She'll pray, walk down the corridor and invite the presence of the Holy Spirit. And she'll, you know, plead the blood of Jesus, speak the blood of Jesus over the, the school. And, you know, she was inviting Jesus, the Holy Spirit, to come into that school and to manifest his, in himself in that place. And so after a couple of months, 
You know, she got to do devotions with about 20 kids, little kids, once a week, you know, and many of them are not, all of them are non-Christian kids, you know, and so she gets to do some devotions with these 20 kids. And over there, the Bible can be also taken to school. Amen. <laughs> We're not scared of those who tell us, don't take the Bible to school. Yeah. Sorry, some of some people are too scared here. You know, they blew up, you know, they, they blew up, uh, they, they stopped the Second World War, but they're scared to take Bibles to school yeah. and face some persecution. Yeah. Right. Because we don't, the, the legal system is so costly, we don't want to face all this, we have enough problems. When we start thinking about ourselves, then the Bibles will be kept out of schools. Wow. And yeah. prayer will be kept out of school. Yeah. You got to get back. You guys are bold. Americans are bold people. Yeah. Yeah. But you're bold in one way, you're not bold enough now right. <laughs> to gain back the ground that has been taken away from you. Yes, yes. I'm not here to lecture you. No, I'm here to encourage you and to stir you. Yes, Amen. Yes, Amen. But we've got to, you know, we've got to sometimes face hostility. We've got to face persecution to get back to gain ground that has been taken away from us. Amen. Now we have to gain ground from nothing. We have to go in there where it's all darkness and gain ground. You have had some light, a degree of light in this nation. And you've lost some of that light. And that's not good. That's not cool. No, no, <laughs> it's no. not uh, sweet. That's something we've got to work at. Yes. Amen? Amen. We have to gain that ground back. Amen. One way or the other. And so this lady takes the Bible in there. She, she's teaching those 20 kids. You know, Buddhist kids. And then it grew to another 50 kids. And so she's starting to disciple young children. She's not a full-time minister. Okay, but she's taking her calling seriously. She's called to be a light to disciple, uh, Jesus said, "Go and make disciples of every name of every creature." Yes. Amen. Mark 16, mm. verse uh, 15 says, "Go and make disciples of every creature," and that's literally what she's doing. She's going and making disciples, 50 disciples in that Buddhist school. Amen. Amen. She's, uh, you know, and she's uh, diligent about it, and God is for her. She, you know, she's standing up. Sometimes we want her to uh, participate in Buddhist ceremonies. And she very discreetly gets out of it. She doesn't want to get into that thing and bring herself into bondage. And she's finding, she's finding ways to get out of it and avoid it. And stay away and not compromise. Because she knows that she's carrying the presence of God. She is carrying the, the work of the kingdom on her shoulders. And she is not able to... Uh, she's doing a good work like Nehemiah told Sanballat. I'm doing a good work here. I cannot stop this at all until I'm done. Amen. 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 And so this young lady is an example that we, as fivefold ministers, we train the people to do the work of the ministry. Yes. You've got to do the work of the ministry. Amen. You know, I like what it says here. Perform out there what you have practiced in here. Amen. This is all a training session for amen, all of us. Amen, amen. And it doesn't end here. No. It begins here. Amen. It's an ABC here. Amen. <laughs> but the XYZ is out there. Right. It's out there. Oh no, I can't be a Christian out there. It's too dark. Yeah. Well, that's why you have so much light. Yeah. What you forgot to look at you? You're the light that's blazing inside of you. Amen. Hello. Amen, amen. You know who's on your side and who you are for working with? That's right. Amen. He is for you and he will take you through whatever you have to go through. Amen. And he'll make, bring you victoriously amen. to the other side. See, uh, so she is taking her, her, her calling seriously. She's not a full-time minister. 
She's called to minister in the education sector. Amen. She's a teacher and she's sharpening her spiritual gifts and skills. And she's going out there and she's training and equipping the young children for the kingdom. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So we need to get, get we need to get on with it. We got to take it out there and, and, and practice it out there and change Sugarland and change this this area of Houston and bring the kingdom of God in here. Amen. Amen. Doesn't matter how big or small we are. The important thing is is that are we doing, are we faithful to the calling that God has called us to? Amen. And see Mark 16, 17 and 18 says these signs will follow those who believe. Amen. In my name, they will cast out demons. Yeah. In my name, they will speak in new tongues. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Yeah. Amen. 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 Even if they get things poisonous, uh, put in there by the Buddhists, nothing will happen to them. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Amen. that's what it's saying. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Even if they pick up snakes, and it's not talking about literal snakes, it's talking about, you know. The snake is a symbol. Snake covered Buddha. When, he, when it rained, the cobra came and put its head above Buddha and supposedly kept the water away from him. We know what that snake was. <laughs> Amen. And so when we face snakes, demonic power, you know, in, in Sri Lanka they they they, they rear, they take, they take, bring up snakes in their temples. Oh yeah, they do in the Buddhist temple. A cobra lives with the monk. Whoa, it's even on National Geography. Yeah, you don't need to go to Sri Lanka to see that thing. I saw it on National Geography. I thought, whoa. It's gone a long way. And so they live with snakes literally. They call this the cobra their uncle or their granddaddy. They literally do. It's my relative. That's why they don't eat the cows and the bulls. Because they are relatives. Oh, I don't want to eat my relative. I don't want to consume the poor guy. You know, he might come and attack me at night. I don't know if he give me any peace. And so, basically, so we will lay hands on the sick. We will do miracles because, uh, because Jesus Christ said these signs will follow them. Amen? Amen. Amen. Number three, following God's leading and, and obeying God's leading. Following and obeying God's leading. You know, to, to open the hearts of people, we need to have God's leading and God's strategy. The Holy Spirit must give us the strategy, how to get into hearts of Amen. closed people. People that have closed their hearts and closed their lives and who have want to have nothing to do with Jesus Christ. You know, our, our community where our church is, you know, one time of a flood, we were surrounded 99% by Buddhists. Okay, and, and many of them, they all didn't want us there. But somehow Jesus Christ put us there. Amen. 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 We still raised up that blood-stained banner in the middle of all of the criminals all around us. Amen. And so, so uh, you know, and, and so, you know, we were looking for strategies to reach our community and to get into the heart of the community. We said we're not going to do heavy evangelism around us, the immediate community. We're not going to get them all worried about us. You know, we're going to reach further out. These guys are going to be around us all the time. Let's pray down everything that needs to be prayed down and then we'll go in and we'll start to evangelize. Amen? Amen, amen. So we didn't want to raise up the whole hornet's nest around us, the immediate neighborhood, you know. And so we were looking though, how could we get into the neighborhood in a discreet manner? 
And so a flood broke out. You know, rains came down and, and flooded out about 150 you know, people. Uh, some homes were all flooded out. And so we went to them and said, you know, we'd like to provide some food for you. And we'd like to do something for you to, you know, to, because they were living on the road virtually. Because their homes were flooded out. And so we were able to feed 150 people, cook for them and feed them. And then we also were able to put on a medical clinic for them. And also to go and provide sanitation, you know, in their neighborhood. And so all our young people went and worked. Um, in those homes, and they say, why are you doing something like that to us? Are you going to convert us at the end of this? Yeah. We said, no, we're not going to convert you. Do we have to convert? You know, we were, we were told that if we look at you as much as look at you, we might get converted. I wish that really happened. You know, I would like to have some of those encounters. <laughs> Looking at you and suddenly coming under conviction, falling on your knees and saying, ah, I want to get saved. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that would be awesome. Yeah, right. it, uh, there's big times like that. And so uh, we said, no, we're here just to show you that we care, we feel for your, you know, your pain and your, your hardships that you're going through. And so they said, oh, the, the Buddhist temple never came and helped us. You're a church and you care to come and help us. You know, we want to work with you. Amen. We want to work with you. And some of them came to church and they wouldn't leave the building. You know, they hung around there for a long, long time. And we were like surprised that they, these guys seemed so, you know, unwilling to have anything to do with church. But they hung around for so long. I mean, we had to literally turn the lights off and send them away. You know? <laughs> so we have to find God's strategies and use these moments to get into the hearts of people. You know, another thing about our, in, our, our, in our cities, the police is also very, very, uh, the, 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 you know, the police can be used to really harass the church. And we've had the police coming and harassing us over the years, you know, and, and looking for terrorists and looking for, you know, ammunition and all that kind of thing in our church building, you know. That's why the Buddhists complain. Oh, those guys are harboring terrorists from the war. Oh, they have, uh, they're harboring them and they've got ammunition and they've got, you know, explosives in the church building. So middle of the night, one o'clock, they come to see the building. You know, they don't find anything. So they harassed us over the years. And so finally we said, we're going to break this thing. We're going to find a way of turning this thing around. And so we started to uh, pray and the Lord began to give us an idea. You know, go and do a Christmas program for them at the police station. Take the kids from the children's home. Uh, you know, use them as, uh, you know, have them stand with you, cute little kids, and let them uh, sing and give some goodies, you know, cookies or whatever you want to give. And so we did that. Melanie's grandmother came down from America, 85 years old, and she cooked like 800 cookies. <laughs> Think of an 85-year-old lady having a missionary experience. Wow. She cooked her way, man. And she, she was so glad to to pack up that thing, put it into little, you know, baskets, and we handed it over to the police, and they were like, they had tears. But police, police don't have tears usually. <laughs> they said, you know, why did you do this? We've never met a church that cared enough to do something like this for us. And so this last December, we not only took goodies to them, Christmas goodies, but we also took them 30 pairs of police reflector gloves. Because for the traffic, they... they don't have gloves. And so we can't see their hands. Many times the police are on the streets directing traffic. 
and they've got dark hands, and so we can't see them, you know, uh, especially at night. And so I thought if we get some good white gloves with red and all the fluorescent paint and reflecting, you know, we can see it from quite a ways, you know. Yeah. And so we took 30 piastres to them, and he was like, wow. <laughs> The man in charge, the sheriff, we call him an inspector, police inspector. He said, he, he, he just dragged me by the arm into his office and said, Who are you guys? Who are you guys? Where, where did you come from? I know you're a church, but I've never heard of a church doing things like this. And it turned the man's heart towards us in an incredible way. And I was able to stand up and pray for all those Buddhist policemen on the public address. We took a little public you know, address system along and we prayed for all of them. And I said, Lord, make this police station a, a model, a model station for the whole nation. Amen. When I finished, he grabbed me by the arm and said, that's exactly what I want this station to be. Yeah. Amen. How did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> and so for the last one year, we've been having the best of relations with the police. Yeah, they come yeah. to us, they share some of their needs with us. And so we have to find a way to get into the hearts of people who are closed to us. You know, by finding strategic, you know, doors, get doors opened, just giving something that means a lot to them. And, and he said to me, our budgets are so depleted that we can't even buy gloves for our police of yeah. men, you know, on the streets. And so, praise God, we've got to find. God wants to give us strategies. He wants to give us leading. He wants to lead us to, to, to do something that will open the hearts of these closed places for the presence of God. Yes. Amen. 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 Shall we give the Lord an applause? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And so, we've got, to, uh, we've got to know that God is not short that to, to, of ideas and, and strategies and ways to reach the people out there. Sometimes when you see all the television and you see the darkness and you see all of the, uh, even, you know, church sometimes so, you know, complacent and compromising, you wonder, Lord, uh, you know, what's happening? It looks like the battle is kind of, you know, almost, uh, you know, over, you know, taking us. Yeah. We feel sometimes weary. Remember that God is not, He is not defeated. He is, he, even if we get complacent, He's got it all, of, you know, in the, He's in control of, of, the, of the earth and of the, of the nations. We just got to press into Him again. We got to stop compromising. We got to worship like you worshiped this morning. We got to get real with God. Amen. Amen. We got to put away our sin. Yes. And we can't, we can't white coat sin, and even though many people would want us to do that. We can't bow to pressure from Europe or the, or the nations of the earth Amen. that want us to compromise and also to lose the, the, the lamp of our, of our church fire, yeah. of our gospel. Europe yeah. has lost it. Why? Yeah. They gave in to the world. They gave in to universalism. They gave in to ultimate reconciliation. They gave in to all the religions of the world. They gave in to the philosophies of the East. And so Europe is now fighting barely yes. to keep alive. Yes. Don't follow Europe. No. You led Europe. Why are you following them now with all your socialism and things like that? Yeah. We've got to get back on track. Amen. Yeah. Hello. We've got to get back on track to the Lord. We've got to lead them back. Yeah. We got the, you know, 
You know, foreigners are going to Europe and building pretty solid churches. Yeah. But not the European church. Yeah, Why is that? Africans and Indians are going to those nations and raising up pretty strong churches in Europe. Mm. Europe is in trouble. They don't even have, you know, one child per family anymore. Mm. And the Muslims are coming and having seven, eight children and they're going to overpopulate Europe pretty soon. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. We, don't, we don't follow people who don't know how to lead. We got to follow the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. We got to fight. You, you Americans went to the nations of the earth and you gave you know, democracy and the kingdom. You gave the gospel more than anything else to the nations of the earth. Many of your sons and daughters and fathers and mothers died on the mission field. They shed their blood, not for nothing. And because of that, today the gospel has has been has, has has sprouted in the nations of the earth. Yeah. You went, you gave, you you gave your life. Amen. Now it's not time for sissies and it's not time for wimps. People before us thought, oh, they gave their lives. I read those stories. Some of them came on on the ship and they died when they got to land, but they still did not quit. Amen. Hello, they gave their lives. Yeah. Today we have too many sissies, yeah. even in the pulpits. Yeah. We need yeah. to get back again. Yeah. We have we got to get our fire back again. Yeah. We got the we've got the goods for the nations of the earth. You look at you, Texas has somehow been blessed. It is the richest part of the world right now. You know that. Mm. You are blessed, people of God. Mm. You know yes. you are producing for this nation alone. 40, 50 percent of your economy. Is standing because of Texas, yeah. you know, and so you are, the, you are the richest part of the world right now. Mm. You got to, you God didn't give this to you for nothing. No, he holds you responsible. Amen. 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 People are coming from other states to this state. Amen. You know, I'm glad God connected me with Dallas. <laughs> you know, Amen. I came to California, but I ended up in Dallas. Amen. And I went to Christ for the nations and went back, and somehow God connected me. Into Texas for a purpose. Yes. Amen. You know? So we gotta fight for this thing. Yes, we do. We gotta stand up, we gotta go and evangelize, and we gotta pray down all of the darkness, you know, that is trying to overwhelm us. And with God's remnant in the land, we can do it. Yes. The remnant was all that God needed. Yes. Amen. The, the, I mean the Gideon generation, whatever you want to call it, the Elijah generation, Elisha generation, they rose up and they overturned tables on the enemy and they Amen. brought the kingdom of Amen. God Amen. back again to the nation. Amen. 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 So we just need to get get on with the work of the kingdom. Amen. We gotta get filled up again. Yeah. We gotta get empowered once again. We gotta turn our backs on the works of darkness and stop fearing what is the 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 the, 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 big, the, the, the enemy that wants to tell us uh, you know in the from the atmosphere and from the media and from everywhere else. You know you're coming down. We're not coming down. We're not going to give in to 2%. You know, we're not going to go give in to 2%. But 98% are not for it. Hello. We've got to rise up, people of God. Sometimes preachers are now starting to teach. There's no, there's actually no need to send missionaries to, to the world. Why? Because all of them are going to get saved finally. That's called universalism. All, all religions lead to God. No, 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 no. I feel sorry for people like that and for those who follow people like that. You know, there's one man called, uh, and his name is Rob Bell. You know, he's got a known name. Love wins. You know, it's a sad 
story that, that they have bent down at the altars and they have, they have bowed down to Baal and to Dagon and they've, they've, they've handed over their equipment and their weapons to the enemy and beware when, when we follow people they're saying we don't need missionaries you know then Paul said you know let's eat and drink because tomorrow we die we don't need to go through all this suffering and persecution you know if it's going to be so easy ultimate reconciliation they got, they know finally they'll come out from hell and they'll come into heaven one day hello no that's not what the Bible says yeah. they're going to be there forever and ever and ever and ever they chose to go there so we need to stand for our faith amen, yes, amen. we got to save and snatch people out of hell we got to snatch backslidden Christians out of hell in this nation we got to we got to pray righteous leaders back into our uh, places of authority Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I hope your governor runs. I don't like to yeah. take any politics. I know he's a Christian man, and I was glad to hear that he's calling a prayer meeting in August. And I was like, I've got his, you know, article, and I'm going to get his picture. And I'm going to pray for him. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, yeah. I'm praying for your president. I pray for your president. I don't. Yeah. We don't agree with him, but we pray for him yes. because that seat needs our prayer. Yes. Yes. Not because of him, because of the seat. Yes. If we don't pray, they will put the curses on that yeah. chair. And it will be hard to get that chair back again. Yes. Yes. Amen? Amen. You know, a good story about the chair is one lady from our group works with the principal in a school. And this woman was really persecuting her. And I said, go get a hold of her chair. Get some oil on your hands. When you go in there, just touch the chair and talk to her. Yeah, pray over and just, just say, Lord, I release your authority here. And so she started to pray regularly. Just a brief moment. Amen. Or two. And you know what? That lady's heart changed. Uh, and that lady became a Christian. Amen. And born again. And she, she's now on fire for the Lord. Amen. Amen. So she retired. The next principal came in. And then she said, uh, this, this lady Mavis says to me, Oh, I'm getting so much persecution now from the principal. I said, Mavis, uh, is your hand on that chair still? Oh no, I forgot to keep the hand on the chair. I forgot to pray for the chair. I said, when well, I'm going to come back, it's going to be more difficult. Okay, okay, I'm going to go back to the chair. And she began to, you know, often pray over the principal and her heart changed. And we were able to go in there and the principal has come to know Christ as well. The second one, she's discipling. She's discipling school heads because of her obedience. And because she's not going to say, you know, a lot of things. She's just learning to work undercover. Yeah. Now these days we also have to learn how to work, how, work undercover. Yeah, and we don't have to be, have these covert operations. I'll tell you one more and I'm going to quit. Okay? I'm going to close there. Amen. So, I want, so all of you are still here. Amen. <laughs> you know? Now, the Buddhists don't like us like building church, churches and buildings. Even though on the, in the constitution we are able to have churches anywhere in the land. There's no zone where we can't have a building. That's the incredible thing. And they made that for the Buddhists, but they had to include the other religions in. Yeah. You know? And so, but they, when you go to apply for your, your permit, they resist you. They just send you away. And many times you have to wait for years and years and years, and, you know, until that comes to your hand. And so we got this building, but you know, but we needed to expand. And for about seven years, this man, who was the chief engineer of the council, said to me, you know, he said, I will never allow you. And he was our neighbor at the church too. So he was like Sanballat watching Nehemiah building. He was constantly watching, you know. And so he said, I will never allow you to 
to extend your building. I'll never allow you to build anything there. We don't want you there. We don't need you there. The community doesn't need a church there. We are not, a, we are not Christians there. How, why would we want to help you? So I said to him, you know, we will have to fast and pray for 40 days or more to, uh, to ask God to change your heart. Don't pray like that. Don't pray like that, he says to me. Don't pray like to pray because you're not going to give us, you know, any relief or you're not going to give us help. And for seven years, he kept resisting us until finally I decided enough is enough. You know, sometimes you've got to decide enough is enough. Amen. Amen. It's like, it's like David. He said, enough is enough. Who is this, this uncircumcised yeah. um, Philistine? Come man. You know, who is this guy? He wasn't being politically correct at all. <laughs> Forget it. You know? And he went and took a little stone and knocked him out. And so I, Amen. I told my, my leaders, I took some of them down to the... I said, I think God is saying to us that we should go to the council grounds and walk the prayer, walk the grounds. Just walk the grounds there and pray and listen. And so as I did that, and I, I think I shared this story last year, but I'm going to share it again with you for those who missed it. And so, uh, and then when I was on the grounds, I heard the Holy Spirit say, now go into his office and make a declaration there. Yes. May pray there in the office. And so I, I said, how can I do that? He's there. Wait till he leaves the office and goes out in his vehicle. He leaves the premises and he's gone for half an hour. Then step in there and, 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 and proclaim my word there in the office. So now this was a real covert operation, you know. So I posted which my youth passed at the gate. I said, now you stay there buddy with your phone and as soon as you see the lights of his vehicle, you just give me a call and I'll be out of that place in a jiffy, you know. And so I, so he was stationed there. I had another, a couple other guys stationed in other places and me and Kuma, my assistant, we walked into the office. And I had my shades, I had dark shades so nobody could recognize me. Uh, you know, funny looking shades. I had uh, the phone in my hand. I walked with a kind of a limp, you know. <laughs> but I was like, you know, in charge. And as I walked in there, I'm talking to somebody but nobody's on the other side. I'm talking on my phone. And you can use your phone, folks, to talk to God in the middle of people. Too much. You know, don't just raise your hand and say, praise the Lord or something like that. You know, the, uh, people are going to want, they're going to know what you're up to. You go under their nose and you start to pray. Even in the spirit. They don't know what's happening. You know, but, the whole, the, but something is happening because you're changing the atmosphere there. So that God's kingdom, you know, so that he, the Holy Spirit can work in that place. And bring, bring through what you want done for your, the kingdom of God. And so I went into that office. And so as I was walking in, and see, like, like you two are looking at me, the, the, the secretaries looked up, you know. Like, what's this guy coming this way for? And, and I'm speaking on the phone, you know, kind of passing them. I was told that I was supposed to be in the office till he returned. And so then you all go back to work, you know. They go back to work on their computers. You know, and so as I go in the door, two guys are working on the copier. And they look up, like, what's this guy coming in here for? And I'm saying the same thing. I was told that I was supposed to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to somebody else, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking to them too, you know. And so we go in the office and it was glass cubicles all around. And we pray. And we said, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, you know, we declare that the report that we believe is His report. And we take authority over every demon in this place. And we bind him. And we, and we, and we, and we, and we command him to leave this office. And so I anointed the, the desk as I walk with my phone. I'm walking in the office up and down. Now people are, you know, outside, you know, they could see us, what we're doing. But somehow it's like the angels had covered us. You know, it's like they didn't see, you know. 
And so we prayed, we tore the letter that the, the council member had sent us saying, we will have to come and take action against you. And so we tore that and said, hey, we don't believe your report, we believe the report of the law. Yes. And so five days later, we came out, seven days later, he gave us the approval. Seven days. He gave us the approval. Why? Because we went in and changed the atmosphere. See, God is more ready to go with us into those places where we think he can't go. He's more, I, I saw by that, he is more ready to go, just, we don't have to do a whole lot. We just go in there and do exactly what he tells us and things will start to shift in our favor. Yes. This yes. man now has become like a friend of ours. Wow. This man who hated us now invites our men to his house. And, and they have biscuits and they go and take a look at his gym and you know and he's like want to know what's going on at the church now you know you had some special meetings today what was going on and then he, he approved the, the the permit for the children's home second floor and he's, he's just saying whatever you need come and I will help you wow. see we can change with no bribe no and he's a, he could build a gym and a four story house only because of bribery but this man who wants bribes for everything would do things for us with no bribe at all. It can be done. Glory. Jesus. All going to you. It can be done. So today, I want to close with that. I want to pray that God will put new weapons in your hands for the war out there. He has won the war, but we're going to go and enforce the authority in those places. Yeah. We're going to um, the places where you are you're struggling, where you're in your business and you're and in, in, in and leading a godly life and being a witness. We're going to pray that God will put new weapons in your hands so that when you go out you will walk with a new level of authority and boldness. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And that God will give you strategies how for you to overcome and defeat your giants. Yes. I have many more things to say but <laughs> but we're going to <laughs> we'll come back. Amen. If you let us go. The pastor said we'll come we'll let you come back. So let's stand to our feet together. Maybe if you can have the musician uh, come back to his guitar. Those who can, would you pray in the spirit for a moment? I feel like praying for people who are underemployed. Are there people here underemployed? I know some of you, maybe you're not unemployed, but you're underemployed. I want to pray for you. Just raise your hand. Keep your hand up for a moment. Okay? Just keep it up for a moment, you know. We're going to pray for you. Yes. Okay, now I want those who are around them to, to kind of turn towards them and stretch your hands towards them. We're going to agree in prayer. Now I'm not going to do all the praying, okay? Because we said we're equipping you to do the work of the ministry. Amen? So you're going to take a moment and pray for your, uh, for your, for the person next to you. Okay? And so here's one gentleman here. Are you having your hand up as well? No, okay. So we're going to turn to him and we're going to pray for You have your hand up too. Okay, there's some, some somebody to turn towards this gentleman here and, and pray for him. There's one lady over there. Right, Father, we just, just start praying. Start praying. Lord, we just declare a new day, a new season over these people, Lord. We thank you because they, you said you have made them the head and not the tail. And you placed them above.
you for your faithfulness, Lord. And we call them back, Lord. Once they've been through the time of testing and trials, you will bring them to the right place that you have for them. And you will provide for them once again to have, not be underemployed, but to be employed, Lord, even with the value of their skills, Lord. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Just keep praying. Just keep praying a moment. Yeah, you just pray over them and prophesy to them if you have something. You know, the word I'm hearing is that you've been faithful. Many of you, you were complaining at the beginning. But now you're not complaining. Amen, that's a good thing. Right? Some of you have a complaining. Why is this happening to me? But the Lord is saying, He's seen your faithfulness. And once you've been through the time of trial and testing, He's going to promote you again. Yeah. And they're going to come back and you're going to get back your salary and you're going to be even bounced yeah. up even yeah. higher, says the Lord. So I declare over you, your promotion is coming. Your increments are coming. Because you've been faithful in the hard place. I will, I will, uh, I will promote you and I will bless you and I will glorify my name through you, says the Lord. Yes, people around you may not be promoted like you, but because you're my children, I will promote you, says the Lord. Amen. Okay. Just everybody, would you lift your hands for a moment? Father, we just pray and put fresh weapons in the hands of your people, Lord. Fresh weapons, Lord. Wisdom, Lord, understanding, Lord. We just pray for the leading of the Holy Spirit. We pray for fresh faith. We release fresh anointing, fresh revelation. We pray great authority and great boldness. Lord, a, a new a, a new antenna, a new dish for them to hear better. The, the, and to hear the, and to know what the Lord is saying to them for the circumstances that they go through. Lord, we ask you for to lift up, to open up a new dish over them, Father. So they can hear you so much better. And Lord, we pray for holy boldness and faith to rise up on the inside. To go into their difficult places. To go and face their Goliaths. And to receive the wisdom of the Lord. To just use one stone to bring down the enemy giant on, on his face. And Lord, we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Give the Lord a shout. struggling with that for 20 years and he was healed after that. Yeah. And he went back and told his wife, you know, check my back and you know it had a curve, a curvature, you know, on the, on the back, the spine. Yeah. Right. And it straightened up. Yeah. It straightened up and he grew taller. <laughs> he was already tall, 6'5". Now he's 6'7". Can there be a man taller than that? So he told me two Sundays ago, I was completely healed. And I've been healed for the last eight months. Hallelujah. So I want to pray for those with back problems. We're going to take a moment to pray with them and believe it. Since then, we've been praying for people with back problems. And, and God's been touching them. 
God's been touching them and healing them. So Melanie, would you join me also for a moment? David Clifton made that altar church. This is this is not a spectator sport. While he prays, you pray. That's right.
Also, we'd like to invite you, if you believe, okay, if you believed, uh, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit trying to tell you something, you know, and so you've got to stop and listen to him at times, you know, you might have to say something. So, uh, but if you believe the religions of this world, that they were the, they, they, had, they were all correct, that's called universalism. All the ways lead back to God. That's not true. I'm coming from Buddhism. I'm not coming from the background of Christianity. I, I have authority to speak that. Okay, those are not true. I tried them. My family tried them. Uh, my, I saw what happened to my, my, my mother's parents. They had a curse on them and they died when she was six years old. I mean, you just should see that. You should hear the stories. I don't want to even go to them. They're just not pleasant to even hear. You know, but without Jesus, those religions, they are not the answers. They are not. They will set you free. They, they, you, are, you, you will not prosper in those religions. You are not, uh, you know, and they won't. They will give you the peace of God and the truth. Is there's no miracles happening in those religions? No one gets healed. No one gets delivered. No one gets. Uh, no one. Uh, no eyes, blind eyes see, deaf ears hearing. None of them. Why don't those things happen if they were the truth? They don't care. They don't have the power. They don't have yes. the power the, the, that uh, that produces those miracles. Yes. And so, Buddhism, Hinduism is not the truth. They are religions that man made, trying to find answers to protect themselves from the darkness. They try to find answers, but their attempt is a vain attempt. Jesus Christ is the way. Yes. Amen. Yeah. He is the healer. He is the deliverer. He Amen. saved me from a Buddhist background. Buddhism didn't help me or my family. Or, you know, it just brought me closer to Jesus. It brought me closer to actually the Buddhism made me suicidal, really. Um, and actually, Buddha left his family and went. So, what kind of father is that? That's going to leave his family. Yes. That's why the world's in a mess because. So many fathers have left their families. But our Heavenly Father will never leave us. And He will never forsake us. Amen. And the love of the Father is in this house today. Amen. You know, and if, if you are wandering and you are confused, I encourage you to come back to your Heavenly Father. Who will never, never be ashamed of you. He's proud of His children. In fact, you know, yes. And also... Uh, you know, there was a Buddhist temple, in fact, I knew, where the monk hired a Christian man to be over his treasury. He said to him to do his accounts and to count the money and to bank the money that comes to the Buddhist temple. And the monks asked him, why is it that you do that? Why are you getting a Christian here? Because I trust him more than you all. You heard that? Yeah, it was just five miles away from us. And so they have a higher degree of trust for the Christians and put a Christian man in the temple. And this was this was a born again guy. Not just you know someone who was a, just a follow a nominal Christian. He was born again, spirit filled, and he's serving here and, and he said that God's given me an assignment there to shine his light in a very dark place. Amen. And the monks were mad about it. But the, the head monk said, No, I trust him more than all you guys put together. You see? So, so, you know, uh, if you're battling religions and, you know, uh, philosophies and thinking all of them are good, 
Well, I want to tell you from experience that Jesus is the only way. And that Satan wants you to believe those things. There is a real assault on your minds to try and get you to bend backwards and to go backwards and to and to take the poverty. See, those religions brought poverty to those nations. Do you want the poverty as well? Americans, you want poverty? You want destruction? You want war in your country? Then you embrace those religions. They'll produce suicide bombers out of you. They'll produce all the wickedness. The Hindus and the Muslims are good suicide bombers. In our country, the Hindus were suicide bombers. They put 10-year-old, 8-year-old children to strap them with explosives and ran them into the war front to blow themselves up. That's not Christianity. That's not Jesus. That alone should make you think, what's wrong with that religion? Hello. Okay, so if you want to receive Jesus Christ today, or you want to come back to Him, and I'm not condemning you. I'm telling you people, if you have been battling all these religions and these philosophies, and, and you're still confused, I'm saying come back to Jesus. As a Buddhist, and as an ex-Buddhist, I'm calling you back to the Father, to Jesus Christ. So if you would like to do that, you would like us to pray, would you put your hand up and put it down? We'd like to pray with you. Saints, this is going to be our last prayer call. And I want you to hear one more thing with it. Part of Woody's testimony was that there were curses in his house as a young man. Deuteronomy 23.5 says that we serve a God who takes curses and turns them into blessings. No matter what you're battling with, maybe it's just a feeling that something's wrong with you. You've been marked your whole life and nothing's gone well. This would be a good time get somebody who doesn't know anything about you to pray for you. Uh, he doesn't know you all like I do, yet the Spirit of God does. And if you're uncomfortable with these kind of services, examine your heart and find out why. As I've been in the kingdom now for almost 20 years, I'm telling you, this is Jesus. No matter what land I go to, whether we understand each other or don't understand, we feel the same things. And our goal is never that people fall down. Sometimes it just happens. Our goal is never that certain things happen. We just want Jesus' will to be done. And if that bothers you, it might be a time to circumcise your heart. It might be a time for you to identify some religion that's crept into your life that Jesus himself would not take part in. So we'll have one last prayer. I'm going to give the microphone back to him. And if you have ever felt that underdog, cursed kind of feeling, like you couldn't get ahead no matter what you did, let this couple put their hands on you. It would be like a father and mother. Maybe that you didn't get a good one. And let them put their hands on you. If you were under the spell and thought, everybody out there is kind of right. I mean, they're all saying basically the same thing. But I think God brought him here for you. And a couple of you told me something like that last week. Okay. So it took all the patience I had to wait till this week. <laughs> so we're going to play one more song. Uh, take a simple step of faith. Let somebody who represents Jesus pray for you. Then let's trust that it's broken. Undeserving curses won't land on you. They float off like butterflies, Proverbs says. And then we'll go eat. We'll all go eat together. Okay. I wrote a book on that for 20 years, Breaking Bondages and Curses. And this book will help you to 20 years of working with people who have been under witchcraft and the occult. And seeing them set free and now living and setting other people free. And so if you want to get this book, it will be back. And I was under, I told you, my family was under a curse. I was called a, a bad luck to the whole family. For 20 years I was called that. You know, and I believed that. 
you know, even after I became a Christian, I still believe that. But Jesus set me free from that. Amen. Amen. We are God's callers. He broke all the curses, all the bad karma He removed from my life. And He gave me all of His goodness so that I can just shine His light even into the land here. Uh, even at life-changing ministries. And so, so Lord, we just thank you for your people and we just... Lord, we just declare any curses over these people be broken in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank you because Jesus Christ became a curse so that we, He might pour out His blessings over our lives, Lord. Today we just break all the fear, all the paranoia, all the intimidation. Lord, any, any uh, whisperings and accusations, Lord. Today we take authority over them. We rebuke all the false doctrines and philosophies and the spirits of deception that bring that, that false doctrine to the people, Father. Today we break off the spirit of confusion and false and, and deception in Jesus' name. We lose them from the lies of the devil and we say that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you want hands to be laid on you, we're going to pray. Keep praying at the altar. It's our last song. Yes. 